This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. We're packing up the car, going on a road trip. We're heading to East Gippsland because I want to introduce you to some movers and shakers from that part of Victoria. It's all about produce, wine, and I believe having a very good time. Stay tuned. Good afternoon. We are talking cravings, and specifically today, we're going to pack up the car and head off to East Gippsland. Before we do that, I need to thank Jake for the news, the uh, fabulous team from Word for Word, Dean Beck and Robert Briley, and of course, Saturday Magazine, who got your juices flowing this morning. I'd like you to put your hand up if you have been to East Gippsland, and I found out I've delineated some borders here from Sale, basically to the water, uh, till you can't go any further east. Is there a little place someone will be able to answer this called Genoa? There is, right near uh, Mallacoota, or oh, near Orbost. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Uh, there's three voices in the studio, so I'm going to introduce them before I start prattling on too much. Uh, Louise Allen owns, and I'm informed, two of East Gippsland's most successful and popular eateries. Louise, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You look like you're blushing when I say that. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Uh, tell us very quickly about your, your two your two businesses. So I've got Little Alice Cafe in Bansdale, so it's right on the highway. Um, I've had that for just over two years and recently opened in Lake Entrance, Rudder and Finn, Eatery and Bar. How do you manage two businesses? I don't actually know. You're like all the, <laughs> Somehow. Chefs normally tell me, I've got very good people. Have I you do got have good amazing people, great Ex- minions. Good, good, always good to have good minions. Simon Cordery, is that the way I should pronounce this? Yes. Um, you represent Feast on East. Now, this is sort of like a, if you will, an online farmer's market that showcases, highlights the, the beautiful produce from East Gippsland. Is that's that that's right, yes, yes. How did it all come about? Uh, it was put together by a, uh, a collective of, I guess, producers within East Gippsland that were looking at a way to directly um, connect with end users and as well as uh, restaurants both locally and uh, in Melbourne as mm. well. Uh, and so they just sort of put together this online platform as the easiest uh, way for them to sort of make an entry with, into that market as well. And cutting out the middleman. Essentially, yeah. So Let's not use those pesky supermarkets. That's right, Absolutely. We don't like them. Carly McCaskill, you, I think, have got the best job. You get to promote the region. I do. I've got the best job in the world. It's fantastic. 
Um, why is your job the best in the world? Look, East Gippsland's just a nature's paradise. We've got fantastic produce. We've got the the uh, oceans, the lakes, the the mountains, nine national parks. Snow. So we do. We have snow, so you can uh, surf in the morning, ski in the afternoon, and get sloshed at night. Job. Get sloshed mm. at night on the best wine in in Victoria. <laughs> why? I'm probably going to get a little bit political here. This early in the show, I know. Um, we spend a lot of time hearing about the Arrow Valley and the Mornington Peninsula, and there is a move now, and probably the competition, but the West Gippsland region is starting to see a little bit of um, support, I guess, because there are there are wineries and producers and all sorts of things there. Why are we why do we don't hear why don't we hear enough about East Gippsland? I think a lot of our producers they're doing great things, but they don't really know how to talk about themselves. They're not they're not as comfortable promoting themselves. So that's a little bit of why we've come into the the picture. Mm-hmm. It's I, I moved up there about ten years ago from Melbourne and just thought this is crazy. How come no, more people don't know about this place? So um, yeah, I think it's just encouraging the producers to become marketers as well. Which is a difficult thing when you're a farmer. Marketing is not your first no. skill generally. No, that's Simon, right. Simon, is, is, is that sort of kind of your job then to, to take all of this produce, both raw produce and, and finished produce, and try and start to get people to understand what's there? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And I think that, and it is a sort of a very interesting thing because when you look at things like Lake Entrance is the largest uh, fishing port in Victoria. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's so much seafood that's coming out of Lake Entrance itself. Oh, and there's and no greater thing than, than getting fresh seafood off a boat. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The scallops, local scallops have just mm-hmm. come into season and I had some this week and they were just amazing. Mm. Yeah. Which means, Louise, you've got incredible produce to work with in your businesses. Yeah, I do. We're, we're very lucky and we actually have a lot of interesting produce that people may not have heard of before and um, things that you don't usually find on a menu. For example, even talking about fishing, my dad's a fisherman, but my dad fishes in the Gippsland Lakes, mm-hmm. not out in the ocean. So we often have um, his yellow-eyed mullet on the menu. We pickle it at the moment, actually, which is an oh, interesting yum. way to prepare it. And a lot of people will go, oh, mullet, no, no, I, I don't eat that. But they've never tried it. Mm, it's not something that you commonly... Yeah. 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 Mm. So um, the options are endless. We have some bizarre things like beach bananas and oyster leaf. What are beach bananas? Yeah. They're, like, they're little green. Um, looks like the pig's eye leaves, the pig, flowers pig, that you find. Pig yeah, 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 pig, yeah, pig yeah. face, yeah. right. And um, you bite into them, they're crisp. They're juicy and they're really salty. So we've done them with scallops before using the apple cider and raspberry vinegar from Picnic Point Apple mm. Farm. So there's, yeah, there's just so crazy stuff it, do. you do. eat them fresh or can you cook them? You can, you can so pan fry them off. I was going to say, could you use them like plantains? Yeah, mm. you, you, can cook, you can cook them. You probably wouldn't put them in anything, like you wouldn't put them in a sauce or anything, but you yeah. could certainly heat them up. But we tend to go fresh yeah. with that sort of And sorry, ingredient. the other was oyster leaf? Oyster leaf. Um, I only recently tried it for the first time. My chef got me a good one. He didn't tell me what it was. And he's like, here, try this new green leaf. I'm, I was expecting something bitter or I bit into it and my eyes <laughs> welled up. It was, it's quite salty. It's very crisp. It's got a really interesting texture. How do and you use it? You, Is it something you put through you a salad? Could, or? You could put it through a salad, but you'd probably make it more a star of a dish with some beautiful seafood or, yeah, probably seafood is the way you'd go with it. So collectively, the three of you get to eat really, really well, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're very lucky. 
We're going to be talking about East Gippsland right now and through until two o'clock. But first, we need to we'll take a short breather. We'll bless ourselves and come back. You're on Cravings here on Joy 94.9. It's 13 minutes past one. Bonjour, I am Gabriel Gatte. You are listening to Cravings with Peter Dillon on Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. I'm going to have to discipline somebody in here in a second. Uh, you are here on Cravings on Joy 94.9. It is a quarter past one. I have in the studio Louise Allen, Simon Cordry and Carly McCaskill. They're here from East, East Gippsland. They've got on the train this morning on the V-Line, made their way into Melbourne. How far is it? Let's talk about a geography thing. That's well, about, oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> It's about three the, the and a half hours. Three from towns Melbourne. being mentioned. So Bensdale is the furthest. No, Bensdale's the closest. So Bensdale's three and a half hours. Then um, Lakes Entrance. About four hours. And, and then, then you mentioned right Malacuda. up to the border. You're looking at sort of four, four and a half hours. I went to trade school when I studied as a chef with a girl from Malacuda. Oh, they're the best people in Malacuda. Yes, uh, Very chilled out. Mm, well, <laughs> why wouldn't you be? It'd be bloody cold though. No, Malacuda's warm. Is it's it closer really? to the border. Yeah. Mm. What are the challenges of living in a place like East Gippsland where um, you, you probably don't have the the produce, the diversity of produce that we get here being in Melbourne, but it's also, the region is called the food bulb for purpose. Yep. I'm going to go to you on this, Carly. Uh, look, I think a lot of the challenges are perceived challenges. When when you actually move there, you realise those challenges don't exist. I, I know I was scared I'd miss out on... The restaurants Stuff. and the food in Melbourne, but it's just not the case. In fact, I learnt how to cook once I moved to East Gippsland. Probably a good thing. Uh, just, sorry, I just want to butt in. Uh, I did tell you, I had to warn you this would happen. Louise, you were talking about some of the dishes on your menu, which in your two, two businesses that I would be happy to find on a menu here in Melbourne and, and pay good money for. I think um, the whole concept of my business is to bring something different to the region. Um, we change our menu seasonally. We put twists on classics mm. Um and try and cater for audiences that aren't being catered for in regional areas. So you're vegans, um, people with intolerances and things like that. So we try and keep things varied, keep things moving and be a little bit ahead of the eight ball mm. as well. I think that's really important. There's a lot of cafes that have never changed their menus. Yeah, and they're still doing bacon and eggs and avocado <laughs> smash and kill me now. Um, how often do you get into Melbourne to do a little bit of a research trip? Honestly, I'm in Melbourne every other week at the moment right. have been for much of this year for various reasons be it coffee be it produce mm-hmm. you know all sorts of reasons so Is it easy to get good coffee for me i i use um i use a coffee roaster in melbourne pretty pretty famous one so i'm very lucky you're allowed to drop the name uh saint ali i use saint ali coffee good good so i'm their only regional wholesale customer excellent yeah so then you sell coffee to others in the region i can yeah oh, yeah good work Simon, how important is is the influences of Melbourne to what you do? Uh, Well, considering that part of our business is supplying to Melbourne, we have a few restaurants in Melbourne that we we work with. Name Uh, drop. uh, (laughs) Well, so... uh, for example, uh, Jesse Gurner has been quite a big supporter. Of, um, good. That's because he's a good man. Yeah, absolutely. He's great. And he's done a lot to sort of uh, champion just the produce that's available in East Gippsland as well. So I feel like, uh, I think very similarly, there's a lot more... Um, I guess diversity and people are looking for a lot more of these Melbourne-type experiences mm. because I think that 
sort of people of even sort of our generation are more have have come to have been to Melbourne for uni or whatever yep. and have moved back mm. and so they are slightly more sophisticated as as Carly says it's sort of like there act there is that sort of demand for it as well mm. um, like for me like I moved back to East Gippsland five years ago from Sydney yep. so it was. A, Quite, it was sort of a one of those cultural shock, absolutely. Mm. And even in those five years, like there has been a really mm. big change, and like things like Little Alice opening mm. to sort of really just sort of bring this totally new um, cafe movement to the region. I think is sort of doing things like that as well. Mm. My guests are Louise Simon and Carly. We are talking East Gippsland right through until two o'clock here on Cravings on Joy ninety four point nine. It does having a more sophisticated... Actually, I want to jump back to something you said, Louise, you're, you're catering for people with intolerances. If I do a quick run around the studio, you can't have cow's milk, you have celiac, you're a celiac, so you can't have anything wheat or, or gluten. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, a, you're a vegetarian or a yeah, hardcore vegetarian, vegan? vegetarian. Vegetarian. Excellent. Easy. <laughs> and you've got a friend in the studio who's not on a microphone, but do you have any intolerances? She's wheat-free. She's wheat-free. Okay. So... Um, Collectively, there's a lot of intolerances in this, in this studio, my own included. Um, I'm just intolerant of stupidity and ignorance. Um, are you um, are you finding there's more and more people demanding that they need somewhere where they can eat where there is a gluten-free or a vegan or a, 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 a dairy-free option? Absolutely. And I think, you know, the whole premise of, of me opening a business is quite selfish. I love going out for breakfast and out for lunch. So, And when I moved back to East Gippsland, there wasn't anywhere for me to go that I really enjoyed. So I just decided I'd make my own place, really. Mm. And a part of that is trying to appeal to a wide audience you know you're talking regional so the population is less so you need to have a wide appeal mm. but also raise the bar to what's already there i think is really important and carly again to you because this is a tourism question how i imagine the tourism is, is big at certain times of the year yeah so our, our summer period and mm. easter period is certainly the peak period but i think a lot of restaurants and businesses are starting to realize that the locals are demanding variety and diversity in what they offer. And that's been a change that I've seen probably in the last five years. Mm. And I I suppose you can't assume that everybody wants to have bacon and eggs and, you know, a couple of lamb chops and some mashed potato. Yeah, and we've got it. I think uh, a lot of younger people are coming Mm. to the region too. So that drives that demand. What's driving that, Cully? Uh, I think perhaps cost of living in Mm. Melbourne, but also lifestyle choices. So uh, I think people are starting to realise they can work from home or work virtually so they don't have to be in the city to be able to get those career options. And then, as you say, it's, it's the, if you have to be here, it's, it's three, three and a half hours. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And we have a lot of people that do commute. They might do three three days in Melbourne, two days in East Gippsland. Mm. So I think we're, we're getting a little bit more selfish now. We want to be able to have those outdoor experiences and not have to be in an apartment in Melbourne. Or driving an hour and a half to get to and from work in the morning because yeah. you can't afford to buy anywhere close to the city. It's, yeah. it's absurd. Um it's called the Food Bowl for what purpose? For what reason, do you think? So the Lindeneau Valley is um, one of the, the largest districts providing vegetables into Sydney and Melbourne markets. Um, we've also got the largest fishing fleet in Victoria. We've got a lot of beef that comes out of Gippsland in general, but also East Gippsland. I have a friend who grows beef down there. Ah, um, yeah, fabulous beef. You might know Neil Prentice from Mundara. We do, yeah. yes, yes. He's a good fellow. Yeah, absolutely. Makes a decent glass of wine as well, <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
So the, the, sorry, I was about to ask something about is, is dairy still a big industry down there as well? Dairy's big in Gippsland. Um, East Gippsland does have a dairy district, so particularly around Orbost. Mm. Uh, but dairy's probably not the biggest of our our industries in East Gippsland. Most of that's south South Gippsland. And the the climate, I imagine, is suitable then for all of these various agricultural. Pursuits. Yeah, it's a, it's a maritime climate, so you've got that um, the mild summers and the mild winters. So you're not getting those absolute extremes, except in the high country where we do have a cool climate. Mm. Now you're a ringing. You're fr- you're not from Gippsland, are you? No, no. You are Simon. Yeah, I well, I split a lot of time between Melbourne and East Gippsland growing up. So, but yeah, I was predominantly based. For most of my childhood in East Gippsland, in Lake, was it Lake Centrance? I was in Lake Centrance. Yes. What was it like growing up in Lake Centrance? Um, I think I always said like I always had like every weekend and school holidays mm. I was always in Melbourne, yep. so I had that sort of escape. I guess mm. I think that it is definitely it's changed a lot. Like it's a completely different um, place to live now. Yeah. Um, and I left permanently when I was 16 and when I moved back five years ago Mm. I was it was sort of a bit of a culture shock of sort of expecting just sort of wondering like thinking that it would be like what it used to be like and sort of seeing that there is this sort of change and there are sort of there are a lot younger a lot more sophisticated people in the area as well they could be less bigoted yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Louise, you're you grew up, I, and, and your dad's a bit of a local yeah, legend, so isn't he? I'm sixth generation Lake Centrance, right? And so my dad's a my dad's a local fisherman, mm-hmm. as was his dad and his grandfather. So you, you wanted so to on. tell a story of your, yeah, your, so, your fishing dad. So <laughs> yeah, so my my dad's been fishing all all of his life since he was allowed to get on a boat. He was um, when he finished year twelve at Sale. I think it's Sale Catholic College now, it used to be St Pat's, um, he hitchhiked home and he went fishing and that's what he's done ever since. So every day... <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and he loves it and he can tell you everything about, um, you know, if you want to talk about climate change or anything like that, he'll have a story to tell is you. He, is he a, does he understand, like, is he on the good side of climate change or is he on the sceptic de- side? It depends on the questions you're asking, I guess. Okay. His, his opinion might be very different because he's out in the environment every day. Mm. He's, he's on the water every day. He can tell you about every season. Um, you know, when things are growing, when they're not. What What would you tell us about the changes in the, the fishing industry in the last 20 years, for example, in, in the uh, region? Um, it's becoming harder and harder to be a fisherman and there's more and more regulations and there's a lot of movement to to stamp out commercial fishing and move towards recreational fishing, which begs the question, where do people think they're going to get their fish from? Um, because there's a, there's a massive difference between farmed fish yeah. versus wild caught fish and um, he's participated in lots of stock surveys and things like that over the years that, that really prove that fishing is a sustainable industry and people Provided we're fishing it. sustainable fish yes, yes that's right otherwise we end up in trouble Simon Cordry, Louise Allen and Carly McCaskill are my guests they're here to talk all things East Gippsland they've packed themselves up and packed a lunch and made their way into town today. Um, there's lots of things going on, including the Australian Adventure Festival. Carly, quickly tell me about that. We'll talk a bit more about it later. Yeah, no worries. So the Adventure Fest is, is basically bringing together adventure sports into one one event. So um, adventure racing, trail running, mountain biking, as well as some kids' events. Sounds horrible. It, oh, you know what? There's something for everyone. <laughs> so I should be, I'll, I'll but, be one of those who was sitting around on the sidelines with a little picnic table. With the table, wine, a glass cheese, of wine. Cheese, wine. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I thought you 
you weren't and supposed to run unless you're being chased. <laughs> I was going to say, if you see me running, I would run too because there's something serious going on behind me. Well, and this, mm. this is why food and wine has to play a role in it. You, yeah, you've got to run to something. So, yeah. <laughs> run to a drink. Yeah. G'day, I'm Pete Evans, and you are with Pete Dillon on Cravings on Joy 94.9. Well, thank you, Pete Evans. Yes, you are on Cravings on Joy 94.9. It is 27 minutes to two. We have a message from Roger and Robert. I believe they should be in a hot tub, but they're out on a road trip at the minute. Uh, they said the thing they love about uh, Gippsland, or this part of Gippsland, East Gippsland, is they love the fish and they can't wait to be there next weekend. Louise, is this your fan club? Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> that, that, they're my uncles. Well, we'll say hello to Roger and Robert. Out on a road trip, where are they heading? I wonder if they're heading to see you now already. They're going to see you and you're here. Who knows? Up to mischief, no doubt. Louise Allen is the voice you can hear. Simon Cordery is also here. Yes, Cordery, that's right. And Carly McCaskill, uh, all from East Gippsland. And we are celebrating the fine produce that exists in the region. Louise, pick one of those bottles of wine up and show me the label. So this is Lightfoot and Sons. Gippsland Lakes District. Tell me about this this vineyard because it's um I didn't know that East Gippsland did wine. We do great wine. So Lightfoot and Lightfoot and Sons um, is run by family, the Lightfoots, and, and their, their sons. sons yeah, yeah, exactly. I was going to say their, their <laughs> sons are now basically running the winery. Rob and Tom. Mm. Um, it's a it's situated on the bluff overlooking the Mitchell River Valley. Uh, they've just won is it dark the Dark Horse Award in so the James Halliday Guide. Oh, cool! Yeah, mm. so they have uh, actually two of the wines that we have today have both received a ninety five, which qualified them for the Inclu- Dark Horse, mm. uh, the, yeah, the Dark Horse Award at the at the Wine Awards. Excellent. So what do they make? They've got you've got a Pinot Noir. Their okay. signature their signature wines are the Pinot Noir and a Chardonnay. Okay. Uh, obviously they're both they're in a great position for the cool climate. Well, again, you're talking maritime climate earlier. This sort of sounds like the Mornington Peninsula in in similarity, mm-hmm. um, and they grow beautiful Pinot and, and Chardonnay. Absolutely, so. yeah. But they do also and a little do, rosy. They've got a rosé as well, which is a. Um, which is a French style of rosé as well. It's nice and savoury and flinty. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Doesn't taste like cordial. No, it's Good. very, it's very drinkable. So, uh, how many wineries or how many how many vineyards in and around the region? Oh, I think there's five. Five, I think. Five. So, you know, it's not not quite a, a road trip kind well, of. Well, why not five wineries in one day? It's a road trip. After we've had breakfast at your days. place. Picked up some produce from your place. I've got a liquor license from 7am. You can have Excellent. wine with your breakfast. <laughs> oh, this is my kind of girl. Um, <laughs> uh, so five, I think five. I think it's worth, worth a road trip. Oh, absolutely worth it's a road not just trip. just wineries. We, yeah, and, and I think you know a few of our wineries are around a, a number of other producers as well. So there's well, food trails. A good thing with a lot of the wineries in East Gippsland as well, which is not as common anymore, is that they do they're in charge of the whole process. So they're growing the grapes, they're making the wine, and bottling on site as well. So that you are sort of it's not. I know they you're getting basically something that has been totally produced within East Gippsland mm. on the winery as well. So the fruits from there, the yeah, absolute the process, the whole lot. Mm. Yeah. Which is becoming harder and harder to find. There's more and more of these sort of urban winery projects that are popping up where grapes are purchased and, you know, there's someone in a factory in Cheltenham that's that's producing wine and calling it the, the wine of somewhere else. So it's... Uh, Interesting yeah, you, indeed. St- you still get that genuine boutique mm. cellar door experience. What else am I going to find when I get in the car and head down the road? 
Other than natural attractions, fabulous food. So we've got um, there's a few more places starting to open up that are selling local produce. So you can you can either go to the farm gate, get your local produce from there, or you can go into some of our retail outlets or our cafes and um, access the produce. But I think it's it's an opportunity to go and forage and and search for your own produce. So things like those salt tolerant vegetables. Fishing, prawning's a popular activity. Crabbing's become a really, really big activity in Lake Central. like hard work. Yeah, well, that's true. (laughs) I don't prawn. I don't know if I've ever been prawning. We'll do the hard work and you can just come and eat it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Clearly, this is something I do a lot. Not a lot of hard work goes on in creating this figure, I can tell you. Um, So if, if I was planning to head out Friday morning, is there enough to keep me interested until I head back on Sunday afternoon? Yeah, Yeah. and particularly if you don't mind the great outdoors. So the Gippsland Lakes have a lot to explore. You've got plenty of restaurants along the way, places like Meetung, Painesville. Both of which are beautiful, by the way. My my husband's dad used to have the Meetung pub many moons ago. Shut the front door. That's cool. And my 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 husband started his apprenticeship with his with his dad, who's also a chef at the Meetung pub. We love the my my executive chef did some of his time at the Meetung pub as well. So. So it's a small world. I went to, to trade school with another girl who wasn't from Alancuda. She was from Lakes Entrance. And I mentioned her name only about three months ago to, to Nathan. found my old um, trade school wind cheater that we had designed. And um, it was back in the 80s, so wind cheaters were very cool. And, and I said, oh, there was this girl, Sharon Osborne. He went, oh, I know her. She's a chef. She works here, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, oh, can't get away from it. <laughs> East Gippsland is travel. We travel everywhere. Mm. So... Um, Keep going. Sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, no, just um, I think there's lots of lots of natural attractions like uh, Raymond Island has a population of wild koalas, opportunities to go out on the lake, kayaking, boat trips, lots of things. But probably the more important things are things like our breweries. We've got See, one. Now brewery. you're talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah, hello, I'm awake again. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say the Bucking Caves are my favourite. Yeah. <laughs> How far yeah. are you from the Bucken Caves? Oh. A couple of Bucken kilometres? <laughs> yes. 40 minutes, <laughs> do you reckon? Yeah, so from, from Bensdale, you're looking at about an hour, 40 minutes from Lakes Entrance, and we will very soon have the new Bucken pub up and running. And that's a reason to visit. That's yes. absolutely a reason to Why visit. Why is this taking so long to get the Bucken pub going? So the Bucken pub is the first crowdfunded pub in Australia. How and does it broke crowdfunding records. Really? We love beer. <laughs> <laughs> So I think, look, it's the same in any regional town. The pub is the centre of the universe. It is indeed. It's yes. our community centre mm. as much as it is a, a pub. So, And it's it's where blokes go to grieve and where blokes yeah. go to celebrate and where, where people go to, you know, there's, there's, there's every time you think about going to the pub for a drink, there's a reason you're doing it rather than just going to the pub for a drink. That's right. We've got photos of weddings in there, people riding their horses in there. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's the centre of Bucken. But uh, it's been crowdfunded, so they're just about to finish construction. We're looking at probably another six weeks and they'll be open. Excellent. Have they got a good chef? They're not going to steal one of yours, I hope, Louise. Good question. <laughs> yeah. No. You won't <laughs> let them. Yours are actually chained to them. That's right. They're, they're never going away. They're, you join my business, you're stuck. Mm. Is, it, is it a challenge? And this is probably something either of you can answer to, to open a small business and, and try and be successful. And, and I, I wonder whether there's any of the almost a bit of tall poppy syndrome for the locals as well. Or Yeah, there's there's amazing challenges that you would never consider before you go into something like that. One of those is um, sourcing chefs yes. and quality chefs. Um, is really, really difficult. So I'm very lucky that my executive chef is 
incredibly talented and we've taken the angle that we can't find what we we're looking for so we're going to train our own so we've actually Uh, got four apprentice chefs excellent and they're all um they're in the business because they want to be in the business Mm. they want to do something different and they don't want to just be a chef they want more than that they don't want to be on master chef they probably do I just had a message from one of them before saying, I want to be famous. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they've got... 20, they've got 25 years of hard work and you can be famous overnight. That's right. <laughs> and, you know, the, the education of chefs in East Gippsland is a challenge as well. Mm. So we do have a TAFE provider, um, but it doesn't necessarily cater to my vision or my dreams mm. as well. You know, I've got a, my eyes set on higher things than 20 years ago, really. <laughs> to put it politely. We, we, we won't push you on that one. <laughs> but tall poppy syndrome is another thing as well, you know. people. Does it happen? It, people see well, you doing something different and they're like, oh, mm, you know, why is she doing that? Trying to She's, be a city girl. Yeah. And I see my, I'm not very competitive at all. Not in the sports, <laughs> no, nothing like that. So I, I, my opinion is everyone should be happy doing what they're doing and focused on what they're doing. Mm. I don't worry about what anyone else is doing. Um, but Yeah. Simon, you were sort of furiously nodding your head I was just going to say that I think that the difference is pretty much everybody knows you or somebody. Like, there's such a close connection. Everyone knows you or somebody you've slept with. Yeah, exactly. So, Welcome to the country. I think think, and that's probably the biggest difference is that people can already attach some kind of, like, personal... um, personal feelings whether they're good or bad to your business or whether they're actual or perceived exactly mm-hmm. and so i think that that is probably in terms of the tall poppy i think that that a tall poppy syndrome that that's probably the biggest barrier that people are they've just got a preconceived idea whether it's true or not because there's a much closer relationship just within the community itself and does everybody know your business Everyone knows your business. I, I struggle to go out for breakfast anywhere else because people are like, what are you doing here? Mm. Are you spying on me? Are you yeah, looking at exactly my menu? Research. Like, no, man, I'm just, I just want to go out for breakfast. Have a coffee. The, 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 oh, sorry, Kelly. Sorry, I was just going to say, the nice thing that's starting to happen is collaboration across the businesses. So yeah. we've got a, a brewery in Bullant that has been working with another brewery that's about to open in Orbos called Sailor's Grave. They've been you know, helping them, tra- training them, providing them with equipment. Uh, another one, the Long Paddock, which is opened in Linden looking over the growing flats that they've been working with local businesses to help help them mm. you know move their standards up so I think particularly the younger operators that are coming into town Far value more collaborative, yeah. Yeah, much more when yep. you lift everyone lifts and working together you you're going to achieve much more like so the people from the long paddock Tanya and Anton we're we're quite close mm. with and we will work on things with them. I want to talk a little bit more about that collaboration in just a sec. We'll have a couple of community service announcements. 16 minutes to two. We're almost done here on Joy 94.9. You're on Cravings with me, Pete Dillon. Hi, I'm Anna De Silva and you're listening to Cravings with Pete Dillon on Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. 14 minutes to two. We've packed the car. We've got a picnic. Well, we don't need a picnic because all the good stuff is already in East Gippsland. Uh, Carly McCaskill's here. She sort of has the best job in the world uh, promoting the region. Louise Allen owns and runs a couple of businesses, one in Lakes Entrance and one in Bairnsdale. And Simon Cordry is here, who's... um, uh, works in making sure that people understand the the value of of this fine produce, and we probably haven't talked quite enough about some of the stuff that's sitting in front of you. There's an apple. Yeah, there is an apple. Yes, we've got. Quite we could a- slice that and have it with the cheese. Let's get that out of the way. There's cheese. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of cheese? So they're from Mafra. So they're technically not East Gippslander. 
Um, still, yeah, Easter. Still, we, and that's the thing. I think that we have, at Feast on Easter Act, yeah. we sort of take the approach that it's not strictly East Gippsland as opposed to Eastern Gippsland. So it still is sort of within that sort of realm. And I guess you can sort of divide Gippsland up in sort of a couple of different ways. Yeah, the bits that taste forgotten, the rest. Yeah, well. <laughs> good afternoon to all the good folk of Moe, by the way. Yes, uh, I know they'll be listening. Go on. <laughs> so um, I, I guess that's what, what we're trying to do is just sort of pull all of those like really great things together. And there is a lot, like a big portion of what we sell is fruit and vegetables, mm. just the, the raw, raw, the raw product. Mm. But as well as sort of like obviously the wine and the ciders uh, and beer and, and pro- preserves and the cheese as well. But um, it is just sort of a way of one place for people to get all of this really mm. great produce. And this is an online business, so I can be sitting in my apartment in Collingwood. And order. Absolutely. And we have, so obviously we, at, for us at the moment, we are in the process of developing our networks within Melbourne. Um, but there are at the moment sort of inner city suburbs, particularly around uh, it's like Fitzroy, East Melbourne, even... Um, Anywhere you'll find a hipster? Essentially, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah. If, on, if on the website it will, there are quite a lot of postcodes in sort of that inner city CBD suburbs that uh, that can essentially go online and order and it would be delivered to their door, essentially. The, uh, if you order on a Saturday, it will be there on a Wednesday. This is a very good thing. Absolutely. This saves me going into supermarkets. Yes. And <laughs> we have, and so the way that everything is set up, that once we place the order, basically, our producers are going out and... Picking all of the like picking the vegetables basically that that to give to send to us so everything is as fresh as it possibly can mm. be as well. And I just I just picked up a jar of raspberry jam and it's probably the only jam I eat. Really, because it's a little bit tart. Yes, like me. Um, <laughs> and I've looked at ingredients: raspberries and sugar. That's it. It's pretty simple with jam. It's also yes. passed its best before. Oh, no, it's 2017. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a What else have you got there? Tell me about some of these other jarred things. Okay, so what we have is um, I've got a – it's a really beautiful apple cider and raspberry vinegar, right. which is produced from a, a by a local uh, orchard, apple orchard in Bensdale, Picnic Point Farm, and they have sort of, I guess, diversified out from just the raw product, and they have they do produce some apple juice and some sparkling uh, apple juice as well as the vinegars and the jam as well. Excellent. So I was going to ask, if there's all those apples, surely somebody's making cider. Yes. Yeah, good. Absolutely, there is actually it's the Mount Markey Mount Markey yeah. side of this. So they use all of the a lot of apples from the Picnic Point Farm, and as part of their winery business as well, they are making a, a great cider out there too. You've got chocolate. We do indeed. Yes, it's not. I think with chocolate, you do need to sort of expand outside of Australia. So it's yes. a, the chocolate is imported, but everything is completely made in Meatung. Actually, inside, yeah. exactly, mm. and so and just sort of such a great multitude of flavors as well with the truffles. Excellent. It all sounds like you all have fantastic jobs. We do. And none of you look disappointed, hungry, or, or <laughs> like, like, like we Melbourne lovers. Um, I did talk about challenges. Is, what's what's in, the, in this very bright future for this region? Is there something that you've all sort of pinpointed as the next level for you all to get to? I think we, we'd like to see East Gippsland get to that stage where where we're seen as a food region. So mm. the Yarra Valleys, the Mornington Peninsulas, even the Margaret Rivers, we think we can get to that stage. Mm. And, and part of the, the issue originally was the distribution. So that Feast on East Direct is starting to solve that problem. We've got it going have into you, have a number of Have you partnered with Australia Post? 
Coast or somebody like that too? Uh, not no, not at this stage. It's well, and, and because we're dealing with as well as vegetables, we do have so fresh seafood and meat as well. So there are sort of limitations in relation to how you can send. They actually have a program of their own which you could probably tap into. Um, where it's like a, an online farmer's market and it's all Victorian regional produce, but you could almost build a sub-site within their site. I would be talking to Australia Post, I reckon, because that might be able to spread the, the message a little further. Absolutely, yeah, and that's what we're sort of, as I said, we're at that process where we are trying to sort of work out the best way for us to expand it mm. and sort of establish those networks as well. I'll give you some details of some people. Louise, what's um, what's next for you? Is, is there a third or fourth business? Oh, we're just talking about it's very, very new, very fresh. Nobody knows this yet. But, yes, in the next couple of weeks there will be something Ooh. else for me. What, what can you break here <laughs> on this radio program? So there'll be, there'll be a new um, cafe in Lake Centrance and it will incorporate a grocery store. Um, so you will be able to buy direct when you visit Lake Entrance, off the shelf some amazing local How produce. How you keep this a secret in a small town? Well, because I'm not in a small town right now. <laughs> <laughs> Surely somebody sees a newspaper in a window and all of a sudden something's going on. Oh, it's be not saying, at that point yet, so it's oh. like, yeah, it'll be swift and quick. And I was going to say, how can you turn something around in a few weeks? Uh, well, Clearly I've done it a couple of times you're now. you're not in the city. Clearly you're not relying on Melbourne tradespeople. No, well, I've got a brother who's a builder, oh, well, so that's, that's, that's helpful. But he does live in Melbourne, so I have to pull him away from family and life, yeah. So that's three businesses. What's what's your limit? What's your capability? There is no there is no limit <laughs> on showing the world East Gippsland. I think it's an amazing place, and if I can do my little part to make people's experience when they visit a little bit better, then I'll keep doing it. Because I, I think people remember based on what they eat and drink and the service they receive. Absolutely. And that's, that's probably leading me to my next question is how, how do you manage to maintain consistent service level? It's, really, mm. it's really difficult, particularly um, you know, the pool of people that you have for staffing is quite small. And then you have... When you've got school-age kids, they go off to Melbourne to go to uni and things like that. But the brilliant thing about that is we have our peak in summer and they all come home for the summer. Mm. So they go away during the cold months and then they're back for for the the busy period. So there are things that you can do to... I'm going to have to make sure I get there in summer before I maybe go elsewhere. It is six minutes to two almost here on Joy 94.9. Russ and Joe will take you travelling after two o'clock. Joe's going to come and tell me, or Russ is going to tell me shortly where they're going to go. Um, but that continues your Saturday afternoon programming here on Joy 94.9. We'll take one more break, and we shall return to say farewell. You're on Cravings here on Joy 94.9, where it is six minutes to two. Hi, this is Dan Churchill from MasterChef. You're listening to Cravings on Joy 94.9. Oh, you are listening to Cravings here on Joy 94.9. It's getting quite loud in here. Uh, we've got to mention a slide. Tell me about the slide. What's the slide? <laughs> the the Howard Park Bensdale slide. If you uh, if you want to put your life in, in this, someone else's hands, take the slide. <laughs> um, and how big is this slide? Very big and very yellow. And uh, lots of kids go down it and not a lot of adults. <laughs> Why not? Louise, I reckon you look like the sort. I'm not quite sure I would fit down that slide. <laughs> I would do it, though, if I could. No worries. Now, we are uh, getting to the end of the program, so it's time we start doing all of the plugs and things, and we're going to finish with a tune that has uh, one of your favourite artists featured, Louise, because we've done yours, Carly, George, Thank Michael, you. and Simon, next time you're back, we'll do something that you like. I Fantastic. promise. Um, so 
we'll do that a little bit of a, we're not supposed to do plugs but we will um if people want to know more about either of your businesses i assume they're on the interwebs yeah check us out on facebook is the best way or instagram so they are on facebook we're looking for little alice cafe and rudder and finn eatery and bar Excellent. And the third one you'll announce at the appropriate time, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure. Simon, for uh, Feast on East Direct. Yeah, the best place to uh, get us is on on the web, obviously. Uh, Feastoneast.com. Sorry, Mm feastoneastdirect.com.au. And that, obviously, social media as well. Yeah, cool. Is Instagram a big thing in, in East Gippsland? We're making yes. it a big thing. Yeah, yeah. excellent. <laughs> You're on the three of us. <laughs> yeah. I, heard, I heard somebody say before, Twitter's not so big in the I've country. I've got Snapchat too for Little Alice Cafe. Oh, Snapchat. Yes, I wasn't snap away. I thought Snapchat was about showing your boobs. <laughs> um, I, I don't show no, my no, boobs. No, good, good, good. <laughs> we, show, we show the breasts of turkeys or... <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's all getting weird. Uh, Carly, <laughs> if people want to know a little bit more about the region so they can go and have yeah, a bit of a so look and plan a weekend away. Uh, visit eastgippsland.com.au and uh, in terms of the Adventure Festival, if you are keen to run towards wine, adventurefestival.com. <laughs> I'm always keen to run towards wine. It's been a delight having you guys in the studio. Thank you for coming, making Thank the journey. It's, uh, it's our turn next time to come to you. So get out and have a look at East Gippsland. I'm sure uh, these three people and, and the many good burgers of East Gippsland will take very good care of you i'll be back next saturday Uh, have a very pleasant afternoon this has been cravings i've been pete dillon and it's almost two o'clock thanks for listening to a joycast from joy 94.9 thanks for listening to another joy podcast brought to you by australia's lgbtqia plus community media organization joy help us keep joy on air head to joy.org.au joy a diverse sound for a diverse community